fall, the curtain rises on Broadway's electrifying new musical. Robin Quiver stars in Breast Size Story. Too tight, too tight. This bra is way too tight. Oh. A tale of forbidden love. Big brown titties, massive titties. Make me stroke on my cock night and day. Well, I do have big tits. And a search for perfection. Your tits look great in your brand new bra. My tits look great in this brand new bra. Breast size story. Call Ticketmaster or Telecharge today. John Hines audiobook calls a fast food restaurant. Thank you, Sammy's. How you doing? I'm good. How about yourself? My name is John Hine. I'm a fast food maniac. John Hine? Okay. This fast food franchise is doing things right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, honey. On behalf of all the customers who might not always be in the best of moods when you encounter them, I would like to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Well, thank you. you that really made my day. I appreciate it. What a burger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I patty them up every day. The hot dogs are pretty great, too. Okay, honey, thank you. Just thinking about those hot dogs makes me hungry. Um, honey, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, like, really short on time. The freshest of the burgers, the well, fries, the shakes, yeah, the service. Honey. It is the uh, ultimate fast hold food package. I've got customers coming in. There's honey, something very I'm, cool about picking uh, up a burger, fries, and shake in your car. The burger sizes are huge. Well, uh, listen, I hate to cut you off, honey. I'm but, a purist uh, that way. I got about three customers standing here looking at Talk me. Talk about a dream job. Hey. There will always oh, be a special hey, place in my heart and stomach well, for inexpensive small sandwiches yeah, you just can't get in. Well, enough. honey, let me get these customers. Or I'm the hot dog lives up a, to the uh, hype. Big fat chewing out here. The <laughs> toppings are generous. I appreciate you calling, the service honey, is just as fast. Thank you. My seventh birthday party at Roy Rogers is one of my fondest okay, memories. Honey, you have a good one. Bob. See you at the drive-thru. Here comes Ronnie Mund. So what? His life is almost done. Oh, God. He rants and raves a ton. Jerk off. What do you know? And looks like he's 101. Oh, shut up, asshole. He washes his ass in the sink. His old man falls mustique. You know he dressed up as a lady and tried to act on Kluger Town. It's my business. Don't worry about it, stupid ass. He probably thinks he'll win an Emmy. No. The old man's looking crazy. And why does he have to be so loud? loud what is the big deal? Loud, oh, God. Let's fuck some Hey pals, it's me, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and here are some things you can do to have a totally awesome summer. Getting a tan is fun, but make sure to have sunscreen. You can use it to write funny things on your chest. Something cool like, uh, feed me pussy or I fuck mates. <laughs> you can also build a sandcastle around your hard cock and then dare women to kick it over. One of them will eventually. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Have a wonderful summer. Uh, 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 You're listening to the Howard Stern Show. 
Whitney Cummings. Love you, Howard. All I need is Howard in my life. Howard, I love you. Hey, oh. Hey, now. Good morning, everybody. Mr. Hey Robert Zombie. Hey, now. Hey, now. Yes. Hey, now. American Dream. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey Our now. morning theme song, which I can never change. <laughs> it will always be our theme hey song. Now, hey now. Um, but I was joking around one morning, so maybe I'll start another theme song and then, um, you know, figure I'd change things up. And Rob got in touch with me immediately. You're not really thinking about changing your theme song, are you? I go, well, I, uh, no, not really. Uh, <laughs> you backed down <laughs> yeah, immediately. I did. I was like, no, 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 no. There's no reason to. The song's timeless. So it's that's going to be it. I'm not going to take that phone call again. Well, they never do. They change the Tonight Show theme. No. Dun, 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 dun. Who wrote it, Robin? Oh dear, Paul Anka. That's right. Very good. Dun, dun, dun. It's the Johnny Carson Show. There actually are lyrics though. <laughs> no, I mean it, it, but they never use them. And at the Ed McMahon and Doc Severinsen too. Yeah. Johnny has a drinking problem, but we won't discuss that. And he smokes cigarettes during the commercial. Didn't he have a terrible drinking problem? Did he get angry in a hospital? Uh, we heard that he was a, an angry drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck's he so miserable about? He was oh, having... success, you know. Yeah, oh, oh, wow, you're successful. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hard. Hey, oh, Johnny. He'll be nice to everyone on camera, but mean to everybody off. Except for comedians who he, he only lets them sit on the couch if they do really well. Hey, now. Hey, now. Paul Anka got paid like his entire... Is he still alive? He's still alive, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, he's, doesn't he... He got paid for that, like every... Every time it was played. Hey, now. When Larry Sanders did his parody of a late night show, did hey now. did he have a theme song for the TV show? I don't remember. I'm sure he did. Yeah, yeah. I just it was don't like remember. A saxophone kind of song. I see. Yeah. All right. Good night. I mean, goodbye, everybody. That's the whole show. We're done. I'm so tired. In. Are you tired? Five, four, three, oh, wait. two. show oh man i can't believe he's dead everyone's dead a lot of my uh, heroes are dead That's gary true. shandling and you know who else is dead who gary shandling <laughs> can't believe he died he wasn't supposed to die no that you know who else wasn't supposed to die tom petty like it was like weird that he's dead like he should have lived a little longer but he smoked right well, it was a combination of things. He had like broke his hip before he went out on tour and he really wanted to do the tour. 
So he was on uh, massive amounts of like opioid type drugs. Oh, prescription. is that what and happened? I think that's what fucked up his heart. Oh, wow. Oh, because I was like, I didn't know he was such a drug guy. Oh, he wasn't well, one this of was got... the medical yeah. issue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. He really wanted a tour. That was never explained to me. Well, let me sit you down. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. That's a pretty good story. That makes sense to me now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Yeah, think about how much the world has changed. Like, even, like, Gary Shandling's dead, and the guy who plays Hank had to leave his hit show, Transvestite, for, uh... Or transsexual. Transparent. Transparent. <laughs> because he was up on some kind of Me Too situation. Right? Yes. I mean, who like look how the world just changes in a blink. So crazy. You are correct, sir. Right. So I don't know really what my point is. Yeah, I don't really have one. Point? I don't have a point. I don't have a point. <laughs> But you see how the world changes? The, wor- the world is spinning round. The world is spinning round. What was that song? The world is spinning round. What was the rest of that? The world was a, is a spinning. Sting song. Yeah. Oh, it's Fool on the Hill, maybe? No. Not Fool on the Hill. Robin's more in the right ballpark. Which is weird because you're a music guy and Robin uh, isn't. Yeah. Well, I yeah. Keep, the, keep thinking about the line, and the world's spinning around. When the world is running down, you make the best uh, of what's still around. Yeah. That's right. What is that? That's Police. Sting. Police. Yeah. Police. When the world is running down, you make the best of what's around. That's what we have to yeah. do. Yeah. I was watching that. Uh, I got home late last night, and I got in bed and continued watching the documentary on Rick Rubin, the famous. Oh, did you? That's how you fell asleep? Yes. That'll put you right out. The famous. (laughs) No, I really am enjoying it, actually. But the famous music producer, Rick Rubin. And I was like, you know, I got to get up to Rick's Malibu place and produce some music. I really started believing that with Rick and the right studio setting, I could make the right. Okay, he's going to sit there and play with his toes and you're going to make music. Yeah, it kind of (laughs) it seems to inspire a lot of um, mostly black people. There was like a lot of black musicians sitting there while Rick played with his feet (laughs) and they seem to like make beautiful music. One woman said she was absolutely she absolutely couldn't leave Rick's side. SZA. She was like, she couldn't leave. Yeah, She goes, oh, my God, Rick and Rick and Rick's sitting there playing with his feet. (laughs) And. Somehow, I knew he was trying to be the Maharishi. He's like teaching her meditation. Oh, and I'm like, really? Rick, you're not a meditation teacher. No offense. You're a good I musician. I don't know if he got certified. Do you? No, no. He, <laughs> he, was, he was going, and you, you know, we do transcendental meditation. It's, it has nothing to do with Ohm. And, no. and Rick's on there with this scissor going, this is why I fell asleep. He goes, Ohm. He goes, <laughs> he goes you must. I, I, you got to heal. I think he was coming on to her, honestly. You know, but like not in a, in a, in a me too kind of way, but just like, you know, trying to like. Get her to love him. Yeah. Because she's super hot. And like Rick's there with the beard and looking very Maharishi. And, uh, you know, that's what I suspect Rick's up to with that whole look. Uh huh. I think Rick's got lots of issues, but wants to act all calm in front of SZA. I think it was SZA, SZA, SZA. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden she's like, oh, Rick is unbelievable. He's a genius. And he taught me so many things. And then I, and the next scene, Rick's lighting the incense. He's bare feet, picking his feet, which I don't think is a good move in front of chicks. But then he's going, oh, and he's like doing these like quasi yoga positions, like just putting his hands over his head like this, like Buddha. Oh, no. And she's doing whatever he's doing. And this no, that's not what Rick learned at Transcendental Meditation. That's like 
If I That's found a, Rick's interpretation, if I had a scissor up in my apartment and I was single, because uh-huh. she's someone I would definitely be attracted to because she can sing and she can perform and she's super hot. I'd be like, I'd grow out a beard and like, you know, hey, you need to really get in tune with yourself. and I'm going to teach you some cosmic things. And maybe she would blow me or something or not. But a lot of the special is Rick with various uh, people of color. Uh, and Rick kind of lays down on the floor playing with his feet. And meanwhile, it got me hypnotized because I was like, you know, I think if I, uh, <laughs> I went up to Rick's place, I think, Robin, this is crazy. This, there's no basis in me believing this. I feel like if I had started young with music and really had latched on to it, I uh-huh. could have been, a, I could have, I think I have some great songs in me. I just don't know how to express them. <laughs> So with Rick and the and the feet and the yoga positions and the and like nothing on the wall to stop my creativity. Right. No decorations. Yeah. And no matter what any of um, these people who are working with him say, Rick agrees with them. Get, one, one guy will be like, you know, Rick, uh, you got to like super relax and and then let it flow through you. You know what I'm saying? And then Rick would go, of course I do. <laughs> yeah, of course I do. I can't wait to watch this. <laughs> you got to watch it. <laughs> Rick's got a whole thing going on up there. I, it wouldn't be surprising to me if Rick ended up like with like a couple of followers. Like a little uh, like, cult? Like the Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. Yeah. You know, with like a green Mercedes or a green Rolls Royce <laughs> and, his, and his followers. Because they're all kind of building houses on his compound. Yeah. There were a couple of people, like I said, some artists I didn't recognize. There was a couple of artists I did recognize, but most of them, they're like some newcomers. And like I said, you know, Rick kind of, um, I think he's trying to be like the Maharishi. And, you know, I'm a big uh, believer in the Maharishi and what he stood for. I'm, You know, I love them. I've got to interview him twice. And the Maharishi doesn't want people growing beards and stuff. But, like, look, it's it's helping Rick. And I got to admit, the whole scene he's got going on up there, I might have to go visit him. You might get caught up in it. Yeah, I probably will. You probably <laughs> won't hear from me again for a while. <laughs> I think I'm going to be going out to L.A. Really? Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to be bringing you with me, so. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hope I don't become Rick Rubin's sex slave. <laughs> Rick's a genius. You'll be tattooing yourself. Like, oh my God, Rick. Rick's initials. Robin, this tattoo is a Rick's face. <laughs> I put it over my face. But uh, he's got a whole bunch of people kind of drinking the Kool Aid up there. Mm. Yeah, but you Somebody know, look, better investigate what's before going this on. Goes bad. And Rick talks. Rick talks like this, which is how everyone in the TM movement, you know, everyone's mellow in the TM movement. So Rick's now super mellow. He's Mister Mellow. Yeah, but I don't know that Rick. Is really. He is really that mellow. Yeah. I think around the chicks, he gets very mellow. <laughs> Probably in a rage the rest of the Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Shuts the door, starts screaming. Yeah, that uh, SZA, he's all relaxed. He's like very like, yes, SZA, I understand. I hear, I really hear what you're saying. And she's like, oh, my God, nobody's ever heard me. He gets me. He really gets me. He brings up my creativity. Oh, yeah. But, you know. It's a, it's a good special, and, you know, I do love Rick. I know him many years. I used to go out to his house in L.A. before he had this whole setup in Malibu. He had another setup that looked like um like a house of horrors. <laughs> like he'd He's go gone in there. from horror to heaven. Yeah. I went over there a couple of times. 
I had just gotten single and I was in LA a lot. And, uh, once in a while I'd bring some hot chicks around, you know, if I was dating somebody go, Hey, let's go to Rick's. Cause it was kind of a cool scene. Like you yeah. see famous people sitting there in his house. Like, uh, like one of those guys from, um, like Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. Sure. You know, guys like that. Or you'd see, um, I know. Didn't you meet Kate Hudson there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate Hudson. And I, I was convinced she wanted me. <laughs> <laughs> I was such an asshole. Like, I'm pretty sure she's into me. She's like half my age. No interest in me. But I don't know. I was vibing with her, you know. I was there. Well, she might have spoken to you. That doesn't mean she wants you. Like, we started talking over the fact that uh, we were both dodging the dog shit in Rick's house. <laughs> Rick had dogs. And That's what bonded you. He didn't believe like it was more hippie shit. He didn't believe in like training, training the, the dog. dogs. Like they were, they had a right to shit where they wanted to. So like you really, you literally be walking around in dog shit, but it was cool. Everything there was cool. But I remember a couple of times I walked out of there and had to clean off my shoe. Oh my goodness. But I don't, I, you know, I didn't really know who Kate Hudson was at that point because it, it, she wasn't even in uh, that movie yet. Almost famous. Yeah, she wasn't even in that. She was just some hot chick walking around there. And then I'm talking to her and she starts telling me she's Goldie Hawn's daughter. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> really? Like this might could be this. If she was into me. They'd be the closest I'd ever come to being inside Goldie Hawn in, <laughs> in some weird way. Because <laughs> I love Goldie Hawn. She was so great and hot. She's still here. Yeah, well. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and i don't know in between dodging the dog shit i'm pretty sure some of that shit on the ground was rick's <laughs> i don't know what was going it's on. not only the dogs were I don't, shitting wherever. i don't believe in in plumbing i believe in the the ground accepting our feces i can see rick saying that because i do think you know rick well, yeah, you know what that is, laziness. He didn't want to train the dog. <laughs> exactly, but I wasn't going to say that because I enjoyed being at his house. Ugh. It was like a whole scene. With dog shit. With dog shit, <laughs> but it was a cool scene with the dog shit. So I would hang there and like he had a pool table. One night I went over there and all the celebrities were sitting there, but no one was communicating with one another. You ever been to like one of those weird, like, you know, in a weird vampire movie where people just sit and they can think. And talk to each other? Yeah. So no one was talking, and everyone was just sitting in chairs in a dark room. And then I realized it was just when texting came out. Everyone was on their phone talking to each other. Oh. They were all texting each other, the people in the room. That's crazy. Yeah. So I was with a girl, and I, I just said, listen, we better get out of here. We better start texting. <laughs> I said, I don't have a phone. <laughs> but Rick was always very gracious to me, and... And also, and also put together the soundtrack, the private parts, the album. And he did a beautiful job. So. Yeah. But then I was talking to Kate Hudson. I was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure she's into me. But she's just probably being nice, you yeah. know? I'm, just, I, I, I'm still back in high school. If a girl even talks to me, I figure, well, she wants it. <laughs> so we were talking and stuff and. I think I might have said, like, yeah, hey, man, if you're ever in New York, you know, let's hang out or something. Never heard from her. <laughs> but in all fairness, I mean, I didn't I didn't pursue it. Thank God. Because how embarrassing would that be? 
you know, for sure she was definitely out of my league. And then, like, I read, like, a couple of weeks later, she'd hooked up with the guy from the Black Cross. Right. You know? So. That was her type. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was her type. Turns out I wasn't her type. <laughs> Turns out in most cases, I'm not someone's type. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, Tony. Tony Maroney. Hey, Tony. Howard, how are you, buddy? Good. Good. Listen, how many times are you going to say Maharishi? Maharishi. 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 <laughs> and if you, you know, if you really know, if you knew the Maharishi, you actually called him Marishi. Uh, that's, that's, I'm not making a joke. That's how it went down. I know, but it seems like you're saying it like every, every two seconds. Get the fuck off the phone, Tony, you douche. Wait, wait, wait. Listen, what, what do you mean? I'm telling you a story about the Maharishi. How could I not say Maharishi? You're such a dick, Tony. You didn't call up and complain because he said Rick Rubin more than Maharishi. Yeah, I mean, how can I tell you a story about Rick Rubin if I don't say Maharishi? I mean, what do you want me to do here? Substitute the Maharishi? Okay, I'll call him Stephen. How's that? Stephen Maharishi. No, I'm big into transcendental meditation. I got, I got to interview Stephen twice. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, how many times are you going to say Maharishi? I don't know. Is there a limit? What is there? Is there like a, a counting of how many times you can say Maharishi? I didn't know there was a limit. I miss the Maharishi. And I, I still tell you, man, the transcendental meditation is the way to go. Do it. Sign up. Get on board. And it's not religion. It's just like, Brushing your teeth, it's a technique. I've told you that. And believe me, you need to do it. Well, let me tell you, with everybody so angry yeah. and shooting at each other. I'm calm because I fucking meditate <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Maybe close your eyes for 20 minutes. Yeah. If you meditate, maybe you'll be delusional and think you could fuck Kate Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> Kate Hudson. Yeah, I met her at Rick's house. It was a cool scene, though. It really was. He had, like, cool memorabilia on the what, walls. What did he have? I don't remember, like, musical stuff or, like, for example, in Rick's Malibu place, when you watch the documentary, he's got a full-time archivist in the basement. He just got him in there. And then he's archiving, like, old wrestling uh, memorabilia. Like, like, you know, from the days of like the real, like from the Iron Sheik and all those guys. The original. Yeah, even before Hulk Hogan. And for some reason, he's archiving like old wrestling posters. Yeah, we must preserve yeah. the history of wrestling. And then Rick's, you know, Rick's a Jew, but he's like all hung up on crosses and churches and religious paraphernalia. It's a weird scene. Like, I'm often fascinated by that, you know, like hmm. people's. Reaction from outside of Christianity to Christianity. Yeah, I think a lot of it is, you know, if you're if you're born Jewish, you always feel like an outsider. So uh -huh. it's like the closest you can get to being inside the club. I know a lot of dudes who. It's are an really, easy club to get into. You you just say, you say you're in. No, no, you don't. <laughs> you're never in. You're still a Jew. That's why I tell Jews like I have some people in my life who um, have gone completely Catholic, yeah, hoping to erase the Judaism from their life, <laughs> hoping in case like Hitler Jr. comes back, you know, which we're dangerously close to. And I go, dude, let me pull you aside and give you a lesson in life. And they're like, what do you mean? Cause, and, and they go overboard. Like they send you Christmas cards at, um, at Christmas 
that have Jesus and baby Jesus on it and may God bless. And then they become the head of their church. All kind of shit they're doing to become, you know, to wipe out the Jew in them. But the second Hitler Jr. comes and goes, um, who is your mother? Selma Schwartz? Okay, get in the fucking oven, asshole. So I go, dude, you better embrace your Jewishness. And I don't mean become a super Jew and become religious. But you just better know. You better donate to Israel and be down with the fact that you might need that because that's your one saving grace. You know? I don't give a fuck how much you say you're Catholic. You're not. You're not accepted. You're not a Catholic. That's supposed to be all you have to do, Howard. No. And ain't that simple. <laughs> you know? I got this face. When you're slapped a yarmulke, you, I don't care how many people you tell you're a Catholic. So these guys feel like outsiders. So a lot of guys do collect and they try to be part of it. They get crosses. Because I remember Rick had some memorabilia in his house, like a, um, like a, like it was almost like a cathedral. And I don't, I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know. It was many years a ago. Cathedral. I don't know. It just seemed very religious. But. I don't know what he was going for there. I think it was more cool stuff to get checks. But he's got a whole scene there, and it's pretty cool. And he's a cool guy. So you I might seem go, to be awfully taken with it. Yeah, I might I might go up to I Malibu. I think he could get you to follow him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going up to Malibu to record my next album. <laughs> next thing I know, you'll be talking not about Maharishi, but Rick. Yeah, Rick will be like, Howard, um... We're going to make an album, but I want you to take off your shoes and feel the ground below you. Yeah, Rick, Rick is telling SZA how you should walk around without your shoes. And she's like, he's a genius. I'm like, fuck, is that all it takes? <laughs> telling chicks not to wear shoes? Hey, SZA, come over here. I got some wisdom for you. Yeah. I'm thinking of growing a Rick beard. We'll see. Yeah, because that's, that's a real commitment. My wife will leave me if I do that. She's really turned off to, like, those big beards. Bushy beards. Yeah. Can't imagine why. Yeah. Took Robin out for dinner last night to for her birthday. Had a nice, Thank you. It was, was really, fun. oh, my God, the food. I was still thinking about it this morning. Took her out to the number one restaurant in the world. Well, it's not because Robin the number one restaurant It in the is, world. too, because Robin is number one in my world. <laughs> You know that? You'd have to take me to some weird place in Italy, I think, yeah. for the R number one. Rick's house. <laughs> I'd have to take you to Rick's house to get that. But, uh, yeah, took out Robin for her birthday. And I called Robin up and I said, you know, this year for your birthday, what I want to do is have a birthday dinner for you. So invite 10 people. You mind me talking about this? No, go okay. ahead. What do you? What? Well, what? it's going to insult some people. Uh oh. Well, think about it. <laughs> I mean, you oh, know, dear. some people weren't invited. So I said, <laughs> I could only no. have ten. Yeah, I said, ten. yeah, because first of all, this is a really expensive restaurant, and yeah, oh, I never, yeah, I never know what Robin's going to pull. She could get eight hundred dollar bottle of wine. <laughs> you know, it, it's her night. It was her night, and so um, she said, you know, and, and and she said, let me think about it. I want to have this dinner. I'm excited about it. But let me think about who I want to invite and I'll get back to you. And I said, okay. So, you know, I'm sitting and I said to my wife, you know, you got to be prepared. We might end up at dinner with that piano player friend of hers <laughs> and those witches. It could be Simona Dinnerstein discussing the the merits of the Beethoven's Ninth or something. 
<laughs> with like uh, Robin's friends who, you know, ayahuasca and are very spiritual. It could even be that that um, Miracles woman. Marianne Williams. Yeah, it might even be Marianne Williams. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't know really where your head was at with this. I it love the Goldberg variations by Simona Dennis. Yeah, that could have been the whole night. <laughs> Which I was willing to do for Robin. It's her birthday. If I'm going to discuss the Goldberg variations. All right. I'll bone up. <laughs> you know, I didn't, you know, it could have been like Bracco the, the gazer. Remember the guy who Brazzo, used so what was his name? Brazzo the gazer, who yeah. the guy who would gaze at you and then and then like be able to heal you. Weren't you into him for a while? I wasn't into him. You Somebody to told it. me about him. Oh. I said, "Well, let me go see what this is." <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> and then I'm Even watching that this guy. Was too far out for me. This fucking guy had Rick Rubin beat in the like. <laughs> I'm going to seduce Scissor. And then, you know, and, and I didn't really know. I didn't know who you were still in touch. Like, there was, for a while, there was Ronnie, the diet doctor, Dr. Ronnie. There was a Guatemalan shaman. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, this could be an international table of, like, I don't want to say kooks because they're, they're all nice people. But you know me. I, I don't like anybody too different. Wasn't there Ama the hugger, the person who hugged you? I never went to see her. That oh. was Robin Radzinski. That okay. was another Robin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I didn't know if you had gotten into Ama the hugger. <laughs> and then for a while, there was an ear magnet expert. You know, there's like people in Robin's life. And then her enema friends. There was a whole period of time for that where people would go over an enema with her. And I'm like, who's going to be at this fucking dinner? <laughs> you know, it could have been the UN of kooks. No offense. But Robin has, you know, gone through many phases and collected many friendships, unlike me. And I didn't know who the 10 would be. And I was like, you know, 10 is manageable because I don't want to throw a party where I can't talk to Robin. I want to have a table of discussion and fun and relaxation. So 10 seemed like the right number to me for the birthday party. Yeah. Right. Nice, manageable. Yeah. And, and plus, we went to Jean George, which is Arguably the greatest restaurant on the planet. It's certainly right up there. Yeah. And it even took some doing to get the reservation. I know. We kept switching from one place to another well, because you couldn't get it or something. Well, I consider myself um, known to John George. I've met him many times. I was once on a vacation. in jean George von der Yeah, von der <laughs> And I stayed at the same hotel as him, so I feel like I know him. And he's always like, hey, Howard, please come to my restaurant and... Please come to my restaurant. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I called up the first time to say, hey, I want to reserve a table for 10. And, like, you know, I gave them a couple of weeks notice. And the uh, guy was like, uh, I am sorry, that night we have nothing. I'm like, what? And we're not talking about the weekend. We're talking about yeah, weeknight. We're talking about Tuesday night in the middle of the week. So uh, what I did was I marched by. I went over for dinner there. And I went over to the, to the maitre d' and he saw it was me. I said, hey, I'm trying to throw a um, party for my friend here. And I figured I'd throw my weight around. <laughs> I go, what's up? I said, I call over and you guys rejected me. He goes, that is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> so he came back later and gave me his card and said, you're in. Don't worry about it. So uh, that's how I got the res. Yeah, and then all of a sudden we were changing restaurants. Yeah, I was like, I don't know who your woman is who answers the phone, but the name should have the name Howard Stern in New York should have opened up a few doors. 
I get really weirded out when my name doesn't open up a door at a restaurant. Because, you know, listen, being what famous. What else is it good for? Yeah, exactly. Being famous, it doesn't really get you much. But the restaurant thing, you have the, the restaurants are dying for famous people to come in because it's like a bonus for their patrons. It's a big deal. And then when my assistant, it's a, it's like my walk of shame. My assistant calls me and goes, um, do you want me to call a different restaurant? Um, John George says they can't accommodate a party of 10 for you. I go, oh, that can't be right. Well. Well, evidently, shithead, it is right. <laughs> I'm like, shame. what? Shit, it's the walk of shame. Shame. I'm like, oh, shit, I lost my juice. Shame. What's next? They're going to put me in the second shame. row at the Nick game? Come on. Yeah, you so, might fall uh, back a few rows if this keeps up. I said to Beth, you put on a hot titty outfit. Let's get our ass down to this fucking restaurant and see what's Titties. what. I'll go to march myself in there. But once they saw me in all my glory... They immediately, oh, there must be some mistake. I said, yeah. Embarrass me in front of my assistant. My name didn't open up doors. Meanwhile, we were in there. There were pl- there was plenty of tables. Yeah. I you was know. like, well, this isn't crowded. Yeah. Well, anyway, so <clears throat> I'm sitting there and I called Robin. I had to wait like a day or two before Robin got back to me with the guest list. And I was like, oh, fuck. This Here could it be. Comes. A, this could be. And then she goes, <laughs> I'm ready with my guest list. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And I'm waiting for, you know, Simona Dinnerstein. <laughs> or maybe even I was thinking Robin's going to go with that, um, like, cousin or somebody or nephew. But I don't even know if it's really her nephew. I don't know what's going on. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, this, there are people who I shall say, this is my little cousin. And the next thing I know, it was never a cousin. <laughs> you know, it, it's weird. No offense, Robin. I don't, none taken. Yeah, I I was like, is this going to go the family way? Is this going to go into the weirdo friends or the coven way? What's going to be at this dinner? So you did a really great thing. (laughs) She goes, the following list. Gary and Mary Delabate. I went, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Somebody for me to talk to. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Fred and Allison Norris. And John and John's wife. Hit him with the hind. Debbie. What? Debbie. Debbie. Hit him with the hind. I know Debbie. <laughs> Everybody was commenting on how ripped she was last night. Because she's in really good shape and John isn't. John, <laughs> John sits next to his wife and it's like, you know, listen, I got the same problem. But, you know, people look at me and go, whoa. And then, <laughs> how do you get her? But uh, you look at John. John's a big boy. Hello, my Debbie. And Debbie is like ripped and thin and super. Because uh, someone leaned over at the table and said, "Look at her arms; they're ripped." But anyway, Robin did a great thing. Her guest list was like people from work, which was really classy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I thought about it a long time. Yeah, I mean, and I said, this is what I wanted. I got to admit, I understood the Fred and Allison and the Gary and Mary. I was shocked by the John Hine and, the, and Debbie. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that you. Uh... Well, oh, you said Debbie. something funny when I mentioned them. No idea what I say. You said, so you do like John Hine. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that you really. <laughs> the John Hine one caught me. And I was like, I, listen, I love uh, John. 
But then I realized why we're John George. John John's like a baby. I Even, know. I, oh. I thought about that too and when like, we were sitting there. Yeah, and I could tell he was bummed out because the menu didn't have like a hamburger on it <laughs> or a French fry option. He had to be impressed with that food. Oh, Come man. on, John. Did you open your mind up last night and enjoy the food? Because he had never been to a, a John George before. A restaurant with but, seats before. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. was the first restaurant he went to that didn't have plastic straws. <laughs> Were you impressed? I mean, did, did you open your mind up? Because the food there is... I've never had a bad meal there, ever. Hit him with the high. I thought it was very good. Yeah. But it is not my typical meal, to say the least. But did it open you up to the idea of some fine dining? Uh, no. No. Oh, jeez. Well, first of all, I saw he was ordering all the wrong things. Like, he What kept, did he order? He kept, I... Like, what was your first course? Well, hold on. Now, Just tell me your first course. Well, Open. when you told me we were going there, I immediately went to the menu to study because I wanted to be right. prepared. But there are different ways they can. I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to pick what we were going to eat or. No, of course. You know. because I even nudged Robin. I said, let's go with it because God knows what John wants. So I was thankful for that. And then on the, the only John he knows is Papa John, not oh. John George. <laughs> yeah. So the first course had like a choice of all this caviar stuff, which yeah. Yeah, I've never had. So I skipped that. And you won't eat a, a fish, right? No, I'll eat fish, yeah. but but I've never had caviar, and right. I don't have a desire to try that. But so weird is you would have loved it, like you would have loved it because it's just it's just the most fucking unbelievable. The reason it's so expensive because it's so unbelievable. But go ahead. So I there was a salad option and. Everyone here thinks for some reason that I don't eat vegetables, but I do. I eat salads all the time. Gary doesn't eat vegetables. Yeah, so you ordered like the most boring entree. You ordered a salad. No, I got a, uh, it was a tomato and fruit salad and it was great. It tasted fantastic. Okay. And then the second course was I got uh, mixed vegetables, steamed mixed vegetables. Yeah, that's oh where my you, that's, God. when I looked at what he got, like I wouldn't even get mixed vegetables there. You don't, you don't get that at John George. You should have had what I had. You should have had the pea soup with those cheese puffs I, I didn't want pea soup but yeah, you I see this like fucking guy he doesn't know how to eat it was see, a waste having him there i know let me I'm tell sorry you sorry i invited it him. was a hefty bill i was going to say something when you invited him <laughs> and then, i forgot about him being mr fast on, food because you know what it is thinking of how i wanted to spend the time the, with him yeah. the thing i enjoyed the company i appreciated the invite i think the restaurant is fantastic but for me i was just trying not to embarrass myself because they would serve stuff in between when the food came out. And I had no idea what that was. Like that little corn showed up and I was like, did okay. you try it? Yeah, I did. I ate everything. Wasn't was it like, good? Did you try all the sushi kind of deal? Yeah, like, yeah. The first thing they put out. Yeah, I did. And it was very, very good. But I wasn't sure. Do you oh. use a fork for this? Do you pick it up with your oh, hand? Well, just look goodness. at me and see what I'm doing. I'm that's Mr. Sophisticated. I, that's what I did. I paused and I looked around no. and then I ate. And what I, did you have for your main dish? I had Parmesan chicken, which, oh, okay. was, which was very good. Yeah. Right, Gary? He's like, he just doesn't know how to have fun there. I fell for John because I think he was very confused by everything. <clears throat> and I think it was I didn't for... realize it was this bad. <clears throat> you know, and, and in <clears throat> fact, at one point they brought, <laughs> this is the best, they brought this little gelatin ball to like cleanse your palate yes. between dinner. And it was very um, delicate. So we all put it in, and when we put it in our mouth, it broke. John broke when he picked Before it up. He yeah, you know what? That, when John when John picked it up and he squeezed it, 
I, I was thinking of Herman Munster whenever he used to like pick stuff up. <laughs> yeah, he'd break it. Yeah. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Look at his whole little life. <laughs> <laughs> they must have noticed, John, because they did say this is very delicate. <laughs> Believe me, when I was paying the bill, I was like, "Wow, I wasted some money there on John." Well, they, they, uh, I and your even wife... his wife said to us at one point, she was sort of apologizing. She said he eats like a two-year-old, a five-year-old. In fact, John Hine audio book is on the phone. This, he wants to tell us what oh. he really. He wanted to order last <laughs> night. Yeah, John, what did you uh, what did you want to order? Bacon cheeseburger, banana milkshake, banana split, beef and cheddar, beef patties, cream cheese, curly fries, fried bologna biscuit, jamocha shakes, jalapeno cheese bombers, mocha lata chills, pralines and cream, pizza, masa burger, roast beef classic, two all beef patties, special sauce, <laughs> lettuce cheese. Pickles and onions on a sesame seed bun. There you go. He would have been very happy. Yeah. But you are right, Howard. There are already some hard feelings of people what? out the office. I know it. I knew. I even was going to say to Robin this morning, listen, maybe I should have mentioned that you had a birthday <sighs> party because, you know, it was weird. I, Ralph came over. To, you know, Ralph dresses me because I don't want to deal with it and I'm spoiled. But um, I said. You told I, him? No, I did not. I said, uh. Ralph, I, I'm going out to dinner Tuesday night. I need a suit. So pull a suit for me, pull a shirt and a tie. And, of course, Ralph, being so good at his job, forgets the tie. Didn't pull a tie for me. Like, I, I was so annoyed yesterday. I go over, I go over, I get to my suit. I go, you know, the tie? I can certainly pick out a tie. But you but, pay, but I, I, I mean, you know, like, like I gave him one thing to do and he it, fucked it up. It's also you're paying for it. And my guess is probably overpaying for it. I might. Your guess is probably right. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Ralph. But yeah, I mean, I was just like, you know, I gave him one thing. I said, Ralph, pull a suit for me. Sure, no problem. But I know what it is. He forgets two seconds later. You know, he gets all he gets overwhelmed whenever I give him something to do. But uh, I was afraid to say to Ralph, like, because I was thinking, hmm, Ralph's going to be insulted because he considers himself so close to Robin, and he's going to be all insulted. So I just kept my mouth shut, you know. But. uh because, you know, I figured Ralph before John Hine, I was kind of shocked. But I liked that John Hine was there. I, You know, I enjoyed the night. Yeah. You know? Hit him with the high! Well, I will tell you that when you first started talking about it, uh, Jason stopped by the office and he goes, well, who's invited to this dinner? And I go, well, Fred. And then I pointed. Wait, to we J- haven't talked about it. Oh, you mean this morning, he said. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. so when he first, so, and I, point, I just pointed to John with my finger and he just goes, ooh. Oh, oh wow. But he's so okay. That's he, the... He's okay. Um, Does Jason think he that Robert should have chosen him over uh, John Hine? No, I, I asked. Is him, it, are people wondering why John Hine? Well, yeah, Jason I think was. John Hine, like Fred, we get. You've known him for a long time. You know, uh, Howard. Yeah, I'm he, not upset that I wasn't invited. There's somebody in the office that's very upset they weren't invited. So I wanted to find out from Gary who the guest list was. And then when I found out John, yeah, my reaction was like, I didn't even know John and Robin knew each other, let alone <laughs> would go to dinner with each other. Yeah, and I said to Robin, thank you, because I can't afford Jason and John Hine on the same <laughs> bill. Those are two big boys. Oh, I like, I would have torn through the John George menu. I know, yeah, and there were a lot of beef items. It was like. it was phenomenal. I mean, I, I, I it, it had was some great stuff. Gary sublime, had a good time, yeah. yes. It but, really was fun. But uh, there's another guy that works out there that works with Robin every day, yeah. Um, helping her with her news and helping her with everything. Uh, the best part about it is I'm saying this, and Robin's trying to guess who no, it is. No, I'm not. It's <laughs> Nick. Yes, and Nick, <laughs> and Nick that seems very upset, like genuinely. Wow. Like what? Before John Hina, he was but like, again, "What the fuck?" But I mean, these are people that. Oh, I can't speak for Robin, but 
Should I have not brought this up, Robin? You think now that in retrospect that people are getting hurt? Uh, I'm, I'm, I never thought that this would happen. I never thought that there'd be this kind of, I should have been there. Yeah. I was waiting for this day. Although I'll tell you, right. I love it. When when Ralph wakes up, he's going to be pissed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now see that I could understand people being pissed about if Ralph had been invited. Right. Right. I was thrilled with the guest list. I got to tell you, I thought I was going to be, you know, sitting there discussing Bach. <laughs> I loved it. I loved the crowd. I loved getting together Simona with. Unfortunately, Simona is in Aspen. Oh, <laughs> I love Fred's wife. You know what I mean? I mean, I love talking to her. So yeah, I love all the people that are there. I love yeah. other people too. Right, but listen, I only gave Robin. Uh, uh, yeah, there 10 was people. a limit. May, may I? Um, am I allowed to praise you for a moment? Go about ahead the, about the gift you gave Robin, or <gasps> would you rather not talk about that? Yeah, uh, you can talk about it. H- Howard painted. Uh, watercolor of Robin's house and yard that was so amazing. I mean, when I got in the car at Mary, I was like, you, I mean, you're really, really yeah. good. Thank you. And I'm surprised that you won't let people see it. Well, what's weird is this is why I won't let people see it. I got home and I was so depressed. I said to my why? wife, I said to my wife, it wasn't good enough to give Robin. Oh. I shouldn't have done it. And she goes, what are you kidding? It was fabulous. I go, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. And uh, I could have done it better, maybe. And then, no, and then I, get... I looked at it again after I got home. I set it up in a temporary spot, and I walked in and looked at it this morning before I left. And I'm still marveling at the realism. I did a little. I took um a little. I I did a little tiny painting. It's five inches by yeah. three inches. It looks like that, you painted it with like little tiny brushes. Yeah, well, it took me a long time. I painted a little um, a vignette of uh, Robin's backyard and her home. And you can see elements of the yard. It was pretty complex, actually. And Yeah, um, the perspective, it was just amazing. And I be, and when I, at first I drew it and then I painted it and I was like really excited about it because I was giving it to Robin. Like, I, I was really shocked that I could do it. Like, I was really getting somewhere with it. Yeah, get, like, to me, it just looks great. But then my wife, who paints, was explaining to me, like, the perspective and the shadows and all yeah. that stuff and how hard that yeah. is to do. It really, it really is. It took, I, I, I probably, like I told Robin, I, I'm pretty sure I could, I could count at least 40 hours on that. And which is crazy, I know. But it takes, it just takes a long time. It's painstaking to get it right. It's yeah, good. it's meticulous work, yeah. especially at that size. I dodged a major bullet last night, by no. the way, because when we were trying to decide what to get for Robin, I said to Mary, you should paint something for her. And Mary goes, do you want one of my fucking paintings? <laughs> that would have been so weird if we both showed up with a painting. That, that would have been weird, yeah, yeah. because I, like, I don't do that for anyone. I just did it for Robin, you know. I've, I've painted one painting for my agent, Don. I actually painted uh, one of his house, uh, and I, now I've done it for Robin. But I don't do that a lot. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, but for Robin, I, I, you know, it really was a labor of love, Robin, because I really, I really wanted to give her something meaningful. So I, I had a lot on the line. I didn't want it to, um, you know, I didn't want it to come out bad and then I wouldn't have it for her, you know, cause she would never know that I had tried. It was kind of cool though. It's beautiful. Did you see I, the little I mean, bench in there? Yes. That's the bench I gave you. Absolutely. Yeah. I noticed everything. Yeah. And sunlight I'm on the telling bench. you. Yeah. There's a little bit of sunlight on the bench. That's right. You, uh, you know, people, I mean, we're just describing it, but I'm telling you, he had a lot to deal with. Shadows and light and different greens, you know, that, you know, because the yes. whole thing is green. Yeah, that's the hard part. 
It, it, by the way, I was either going to give her that or a dick pic, and I thought, because she would actually cherish that, too, because I don't do that for anyone. But I think your painting was great, but can we get back to my, how everyone's irritated that John got invited? Yeah, so who else is irritated? And by the way, John, were you shocked when you got the invite? Yes, I was surprised. I was surprised when I, I sent I out the invite. I was pleasantly surprised. Look, Rob and I are, are closer than, I guess, everybody here realizes. Yeah. Right. But... Yeah, I was surprised to be included in, in the crew. And then when I saw we were going, I was like, I have to up my game. Like, I have to be ready for this. Right, and so you studied the menu and I, everything. I studied the menu. Yeah. I went in. You know, my wife was thrilled. She loves hanging out with you guys. And she knew exactly. She was going to laugh at me, too. So it was, <laughs> right. you know, it was the perfect storm for yeah, her. Yeah, you know, I, did, I didn't real. I forgot that, like, you're a real picky eater. Like, you eat like a little kid. And I was like, oh, and all of a sudden I saw you at the menu and I went, oh, shit, this fucking guy eats like, like he likes McDonald's, you know. I right. What's he but... going to eat here? Yeah. No, I, I mean... could tell you were worried about me. And I was like, there were plenty of options. Actually, there are other. Again, I was worried that it was going to be a fixed menu. And then right. in that case, I would have just had to suck it suck up. Suck it up. Yeah. But even though I, I was happy there was pretzel bread and stuff. That's like that the was best great. bread ever. Yeah. I love that pretzel bread. <laughs> yeah, I knew you would. And in that, again, this is like the best restaurant in New York. So I'm not going there all the time. The way they take care of you. You feel like I say so it's like impressive. Being, it's like being on a movie set. But John was saying, we were talking about it this morning. John was saying that it's almost embarrassing because they bring out everybody's dinner and they explain what everybody's having. Yeah. And John's like, well, what if I don't want people to know what I'm having? And for the the McDonald's. Yes. So Ronnie's downstairs waiting for our guest, but I texted him and asked if he was upset he wasn't invited. He wrote, and I don't know if he's serious or joking, he just wrote, I am, I guess I'm on the bottom of that chain, not enough class for them, LOL. For them? And you know what? You want to know something? I had a feeling Ronnie would be upset, and I'm going, what the fuck is wrong with him? I mean, Robin likes Ronnie. I love Ronnie. But not enough to go out of 10 people. Ronnie's not on the top of that list. I mean, Simona Dinnerstein's going to be there before Ronnie. (laughs) Oh, I knew Ronnie would be bummed. Uh Oh, was number 11. Yeah. Who, Who was, was number 11? Were you debate like I only had 10. I didn't have there was again <laughs> the thought of Ralph did come up but I said no. Hmm. Thank you. I mean <laughs> No, <laughs> well, I love we, Ralph. I would have loved so if Ralph, Ralph was there. Ralph was probably on the cusp. Yeah, if Ralph was there, I would have been happy. Weren't we really only 9 last night? Yes. Yes, yes we were. So there was room for a 10th. There was, but this is who Rob, This is who Robin wanted. Yep. This was Robin's call. And I said we're stopping it here. Right. And so Ralph fell off. <laughs> and Robin, just to be clear, you like um you like John more than Ronnie, Benji, <laughs> Nick. No! Jason, Will, Richard, Sal, and JD. Let's show everyone. Let's be clear on that. No, 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 no. You just were kind of planning the party and thinking who would be best with who, I have a feeling. No, it wasn't Uh, that either. It was who I wanted at the party. Right. Good for you. I got to tell you, I love, Howard, I love John. He's one of my best friends. But the second we got the invite, I sent Fred a note. And I said, I can't wait to see what John's going to eat. And Fred said, I know back. said, he's definitely going right to McDonald's after dinner. You know who's Mr. Sophisticated is Fred. He ordered yeah. something I thought was really kind of wild. He ordered squab. Yeah. Yes. I mean, personally, I wish he hadn't. Oven roast to squab, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, and I'm like, when did Fred get off hot dogs and go to squab? Isn't that like wild game chicken, essentially? Yeah, yeah. yeah basically. It's like a, a Cornish game hen? That's a pigeon. Is it? I think so. It's some kind of bird. We don't really need pigeons that much. I don't eat birds. But that's cool. You guys want to eat birds. I didn't say anything. I just quietly threw up in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it was a nice night. Beautiful night.
Well, I wasn't trying to offend anyone. No, you really weren't. In fact, I was so thrilled with the guest list. You know, is Benji upset? I bet he'd be. I think he thinks he should be in on that list. <laughs> yeah. Probably. And it had nothing to do with what our relationships are in the office. Right. It was our relationships out of the office. Right. In other words, in the office, you like Nick better than John. Out of the office, you like <laughs> I John see better Nick than a lot more than John. Right. <laughs> Howard, the best part was the dessert. Yes. When they're, you had to say one word and they brought like six different things yes. for that one word. Yes. And then after you ordered that, they brought out even more and not to get ahead, but they brought out, you know, a piece of cake, a chocolate cake for Robin. And we sang, we tried to sing happy birthday. <laughs> right. And then the chocolate cake immediately got over to Gary. And <laughs> you could see Gary was in heaven because okay. he had the shrimp with bacon early on. Right. And then there was so much chocolate on that table. Oh, my God. You could tell he was just like, fuck it. Yeah, I'm I gave him my in. chocolate, too. I had white chocolate, and I gave it to him. You wouldn't believe that was me holding back last night. <laughs> right. So I just spoke to Benji. Yeah. Benji, I don't know if you want to hear from Benji. It's hard to articulate. He goes, I'm not upset that I wasn't invited, but with John... And I go, well, what with John? He goes, I, I don't know how to say it. I go, are you mad that you're not in front of John? He goes, not exactly, but kind of. Hmm. John seems to be pissing everybody off. Yeah. I, John surprised me on the guest list. When Robin gave it to me, I went, I, I said to my wife, hmm, look at this, John Hine and Debbie. How come he gets the chicken parmesan? I said, that's a controversial call uh, in my world. Really? Yeah. Well, I, well, I, I mean, I didn't know. This was, a, this was a surprise pairing that I did not know you felt that way about John Hine. I didn't. I don't know if you want to go down this road, Howard, but my right. understanding is like Nick is literally pacing up and down. He's so upset. Wow. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so much happier with John Hine <laughs> being there because I don't know Nick that well. Nice guy. Yeah. But I know John and Debbie very well. Is Nick married? No. But he would have become solo. He could have been Robin's date. That is true. <laughs> but uh, maybe she didn't want to send out the wrong signals. <laughs> <laughs> but but then if Nick was there, right? Say you invited Nick. Now Jason right. and Will right. and Benji, right? Are the, right. Now, how the fuck did Nick get there? I'm not I saying there's eaten, a. I could have eaten the fruit and the salad too. <laughs> well, anyway, it was a fun night. <laughs> it was, thank it was you so much. Yeah. Well, thank Robin. She invited you. Thank you, Robin. I was, You're I was, great. I was, I was Why? Thank you both because you paid. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. That was but the only I, I really had no idea that John Hine was this kind of lightning rod. Yeah, he's a lightning rod. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. <laughs> My wife was so nervous when we got in the car because she goes... Uh, uh, she ordered a glass of wine, yeah. and she said, you know, I didn't have my glasses, so I didn't see how much it cost. I hope it wasn't anything. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Listen, and that place ain't cheap, but it's worth it. You get you get what you pay for. It's some experience. But anyway, happy birthday, Robin. Oh, I, uh, I got a special gift for Robin. Oh, really? I already got a special gift. No, I got another gift for you. Well, here, people want to comment. Let's uh, let them do that, and then I'll, I'll give you the gift later. And yes, I had uh, to have my Fred. What are you talking about? Yeah, oh, Fred, yeah. Fred I got. You don't have Fred, it would have been weird. <laughs> yes, Sarah. Hi, Robin. Hi, Howard. Hi. Happy birthday, Robin. Thank you. Uh, I, wanted to, uh, I wanted to know if you painted wind chimes in the <laughs> Honestly, there were no wind chimes in the picture that I was uh, I giving of Robin's backyard. I actually only have one because somebody did give me one. Yeah. But I, it's not a wind chime house. I had given Robin um, a tree. I planted a tree in her yard and a, and a bench. And uh, I did include the bench in the painting, actually. Yeah. 
Okay. That was all I wanted to know. Happy birthday. Thank you. Hello, D. D in New Jersey. Hey, what's up, guys? Happy birthday, Robin. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to know, like, does Beth, this is a question for Howard, does Beth get all jealous with these gifts to Robin? They're pretty romantic, like, intense <laughs> gifts. Look, Robin's my my girlfriend, you know. Robin is, um, I don't bang her, which is why she stays with me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, listen, Robin's one of my closest relationships. And Beth was very supportive. Like, when I was painting, she would come up with our cats and like we you know because I, I would say to her it was it was a beautiful day we wanted to like sit outside and do stuff and i said i got to go paint i got to get this painting done and i and i'd log in a couple hours and put on the music and start painting and she was very supportive of it she was like go ahead and paint. And then every minute i go hmm, i'm almost done she goes no you're done <laughs> i go no it's not it's clearly not done but uh no she doesn't get jealous she she uh supports me in it she knows how important okay. robin is to me Good for her. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, have a good morning. Thank Beth, you. Beth changed her outfit uh, twice before we went to the restaurant. She looked beautiful. I loved what she was wearing. Yeah, but she had a whole different outfit before. Really? We yeah. Which I liked. But then she decided to put that one on, which I liked even more because it, it was like a titty dress. Well, I just thought it was stunning. Yeah, that's how I felt. And we got in the car and her titties popped the dress open. It actually, um, the dress what? broke. Yeah. I thought that was hot. <laughs> like the strap on her dress broke. You're kidding. No. How did that get fixed? I go, honey, your titties just broke your dress. And she was like, they did. Wow. Yeah. Well, she looked pretty together when she got yeah. to the restaurant. Yeah, she looked good. Titty dress. And it was nice to see everybody dressed up. Yeah, I thought the guys could have worn a tie. None of them wore a tie. But Nobody me. had a tie? I was a little... Sh I was a little... uh I was a little shocked. You were a little shaken up by that. Actually, I was a little like, shit, I shouldn't have worn a tie. <laughs> hate wearing a tie. But, yeah. Fred didn't wear a tie. Baba Booey didn't wear a tie. And John Hine didn't wear a tie. They had on suits, but like with the open. Jackets with yeah. their open. Uh, I think when you go to a shirts. fancy restaurant, you should wear a tie. Well, I. uh Happened, you know, I was looking up the address and then they had all this other stuff under the name of the restaurant, including a uh, jacket and tie. It says jacket and tie. It does not. I called Howard. Yeah. And they said business casual. And I said jacket required. They said no. Really? Well, oh. that's what it said on the Internet. Eh, things are changing in this world. If you're the top restaurant, people should be jacket and tie. But listen, everybody's playing it loose and fast. They got to keep customers coming through yeah, the door. Things are changing in this world. Pretty uh, soon it'll be just like the plane. Yeah. Before you know, people will be fighting in the restaurant. <laughs> hey, Greg. Hey, now, Howard. Hey, now. Uh, you're obviously very talented and passionate about painting and was wondering that once this serious gig is up and you retire, is that what's going to occupy most of your time? Absolutely. I am going to immerse myself in painting i am going to become a master i'm just running out of time i will master it but i i got this job it's holding me back <laughs> thank you hmm. not enough time left Makes well me there's sad. all the time you have 
Yeah, it's not much. You're the, the one who's saying that. The sand is going through it's the hourglass. 24 hours in every day. Yeah, well, most of it's <laughs> taken up sitting here staring at Fred. How <laughs> <laughs> could I be happy about that? <laughs> but, no, that's the way it is. Yeah, Steve, go ahead in South Carolina. Awesome. Hey, Howard, how you doing? Good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, John, don't, don't feel bad about... Uh... Not knowing how to eat a John George. These guys sound pretty elitist about... No, it's not elitist, uh, but you know what it is? Like, you go to a restaurant like that, dude. Open up your mind to, like, you know... Like, maybe try something a little different. And it's no, not... I'm with you. I'm just... I'm you know just what I mean? Yourself. It just yeah. sounded a little funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally... I get yeah, it. I, I, I'm saying, hey, it's a once-in-a-lifetime type of experience. It's not the kind of 